Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. You've seen horrible things. An army of nightmare creatures. But they are nothing compared to what came before. What lies below. It's our task to placate the Ancient Ones, as it's yours to be offered up to them. Forgive us, and let us get it over with. Engaging pheromone mists. <laughs> this is Film Sack. <laughs> oh, sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind. I am Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian Honey Toes Dunaway. Oh, you've been sucking them? Oh, hi. Hi. This week on Film Sack, we dye our hair with college horny blonde and pack some clean underwear before we punch in the Hemsworth's cousin's cabin coordinates into our dad's got a Winnebago GPS and get high for dying in the woods with this corporate mentality inspired horror comedy from 2011. Now screaming on HBO Max. Max, hey, I always <laughs> feel like I feel like somebody's watching me. Or maybe it's just the drugs you slipped me. Also, don't do drugs. Just go ask Alice. Anywho. <laughs> <laughs> Ever since I was first supernaturally conjured into existence as a result of humanity's sins and then decades later placed into this corporate hell of a cubicle that is literally a cube suspended by dark magic and lift waiting to be elevated to the surface when I am summoned by the youth of today's society to act as a death-dealing cog in the wheel of the well-oiled machine of work-life balance of sacrifice and order, I have been asking myself just one question. Where's the shitter? I mean, should I poop in the corner? <laughs> Not while that low-budget horror movie kid with teeth for a face is watching. I need a little more privacy than that. I got a shy colon. Randy, pipe in some of that. Let's split up smoke, and let's get busy dying, and let us get it over with. <laughs> Where's the shitter? Amazing. We're shitting uh, in the woods. Yeah, nicely done. Also with us, Randy, I've never seen an Australian and a New Zealander get along so well. Jordan. Aloha, Scott, Brian, Brian. Okay, here's the deal. 
As you all know, we're about to save the world again. Hmm. We have to do this every five years on five continents, sending five innocents to their death. And I'm so excited. It's giving me five inches of I'm going to stop myself right there because this is (laughs) about me having sex. Hmm. It's about me watching people have sex for no well-stated reason, except Hmm. that's what the demigods want. And we're made in their image or something. I don't know. Stop trying to make this make sense. And just get to work, people. We all need to put the evil back to sleep. And we're going to do that if you just follow my three simple steps. Number one, we need to make it real easy for our subjects to figure out what's going on. It's no fun if we take basic precautions, like putting one of our invisible alien tech walls between the subjects and all the levels of the crazy zoo they aren't supposed to find. (laughs) Boo. Number two. We need to make it real easy for the demon spawn and our subterranean crazy zoo to attack us here in these control rooms. Maybe b- build the control rooms right on top of the crazy zoo and forget about the alien tech walls for here, too. Super smart, guys. Number three. And this is so, so, so important. Don't script this thing out so that it's foolproof. Yeah. Let's just skip rehearsals. Let's just wing it with the fate of humanity on the line. Yeah. <laughs> who's, who's let's let's focus on gambling on a whiteboard and hazing the intern. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Shut up, shut up, shut up. The red hotline phone is ringing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Screw that thing. Who's doing pumpers with me? <laughs> There's a real party in there, man. There was. There's a real party in that office. Uh, finally with us, Brian. He's never quite gotten over being stabbed to death by a unicorn ibbit. It really did hurt, and I, that's the that's the monster I really want to see more of. Uh, all right, so I, I got to apologize to people last week for playing the song, uh, the, the Pina Colada song that really, unfortunately, stuck in people's heads, and they were kind of stuck with that earworm all day long. So I'm totally not going to do that again this week. Never. And I'm totally not going to pick the song that everybody hates to hear this time of year oh, for, yes. my, uh, for my film sack intro. Oh, shit. Celebrating in the lab late last night when our eyes beheld a shocking sight. The Virgin and the Stoner had escaped their doom and somehow made their way to the control room. They did the monster purge. The nightmares started to surge. On us all, they did converge. They did the monster purge. The mummies were wandering through the conference rooms, and the sexy witches were flying on their sexy brooms. The giants they had eaten most of the security team, while Sawblade Head was figuring out the soda machine. They did the monster purge. The monster purge. The nightmares started to surge. Don't let your party diverge. The purge. They did the monster purge. The dragon bat was flying around. The hell lord was going to town. While the flying screaming Japanese girl was doing karaoke in the lounge. The scarecrows were hitting all the lab staff with corn. And killer clown was killing and honking his horn. While you wait for us to make cabin in the woods too, pay a visit to hell and tell them Sigourney sent you. You'll do the monster purge. On special effects we did splurge. Watch the Easter eggs emerge. They did the monster purge. 
Well, that was good. It's that good. was good. Great. Way to kick off the Halloween. It's you know, October the first. Uh, you know what it though? Spooky season. I will Gosh. say that was kind. The only thing I loved that intro. The only thing that I didn't like about it is your yeah. background singer stuff Birch. was yeah. really, really awesome, and it made me very distracted. I couldn't wait to hear Brian go. I'm out there, Perch. I just Perch. <laughs> that was so good. Oh my god! Uh, yeah, I, uh, you know, recording that thing. All I could think of was a dude in a uh, black onesie dancing with a pumpkin nice. on his head. Perfect. Nice. Oh, I love that guy. The greatest yeah, gift yeah. of all time. Who doesn't love that guy? He's amazing. Anyway, uh, yes, Brian Dunaway is correct in his exclamation that we begin Sacktober today. It's literally the first yeah. of October. Yep. Yeah. First day, man. Planting our flag, having a great time this month, uh, and we start with the cabin in the woods, which. Uh, fake Scott Fletcher will now explain. All right. <laughs> you might be a little different than you expect. Here you go. Enjoy. <laughs> the cabin in the woods. Oh my God. <laughs> Five friends go for a break at a remote cabin where they get more than they bargained for, discovering the truth behind the cabin in the woods. Lots of blood and swears, too. Oh, and some boobies. <laughs> <laughs> Brian does Tina, one of my favorite voices. Wow, wow. 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 today. Uh, I just thought you know, may as well use that a couple it. times. That was actually week. one of my backing vocalists. The cap from Monster Mash. I can hear it. The Monster Page. That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the movie is uh, The Cabin in the Woods. This is 2011's uh, film, as we've referred to uh, already, uh, directed by Drew Goddard, written by Joss Whedon and Drew Goddard, and uh, starring your Chris Hemsworths, your Anna Hutchinsons, and your Kristen Connollys. This is all before Chris, uh, Hemsworth's about to hit it, right? This oh, is like, yeah, man. This is just very casual Hemsworth, right? It mm-hmm. was not... Yeah, he was not. We weren't there for the Hemsworth because that same was it the same year. The next year we got the Red Dawn remake, and then right after that he got or he got cast as Thor during all this, right? Or something must have been this. The Thor was released this year, or I mean the year the same year as this. It was released in 2011. Oh, was it okay? Uh, But yeah, yeah. probably got the. Yeah, I guess it depended on when you got the gigs or whatever. Exactly yeah. right. One could have been early in the year, and then the other one could have but been it, late. They, it, they just, you know, that was just the Thor movie was just one they were able to scramble together in a couple months. <laughs> but it, did, <laughs> it, but it did feel weird having a mega superstar in this movie yeah. that didn't seem like it well, should have a mega superstar. There wasn't superstar. a mega superstar. He wasn't. Then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it felt like he still was. Because Thor still was later, later that year. So, you know, I remember at the time thinking, oh, that's that dude who played George Kirk briefly in the 2009 yeah. Star Trek. <laughs> right. And then I very mean, quickly. At the time, at the about time the Bradley same. Whitford was, uh, aside oh, from yeah. Sigourney Weaver, Bradley Whitford was probably the biggest star in this. <laughs> yeah. I totally forgot Sigourney Weaver was in this. Totally yeah, forgot. Was, yeah. That's what, that's my main uh, my main question is, isn't this a Bradley Whitford, Richard Jenkins movie? Like, kind of, yeah. The <laughs> Five, the five uh, subjects of their experiment, or not experiment, but whatever. The five subjects are important, but they could have been anybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're they're like. In fact, the the movie even tells you this is like versions of this are happening in other parts of the world. By the way, we are going to spoil. It's such a spoilable movie. I I'm so glad I didn't know anything yeah. about it going in. Oh yeah. Oh really? No wait. Is this your this is your first watching? Yeah. It's great. Oh, wow. That is awesome. Cool. Yeah. I can't wait to hear what you think. Because yeah. I didn't know anything about it. And nice. it's so spoilable that I was like, uh, you know, I was asking in our Discord yesterday, like, I wish there was a way for us to put something on the very top of this episode. Like, we're going to spoil this in our in our greetings. 
Like we're going to spoil it so hard because it's like it. I I don't know if it does. I want to talk with you guys. Does the movie depend on the twists and turns? Well, okay. This is funny you you say that because when I went in the first time, saw it in theaters in 2011, I think I've seen it. This is my fourth time or something. Uh, When I first saw it, I, my memory of my first viewing was the reveals about all the stuff happening in the background and this weird ritual every year that this kind of corporate thing was doing. I thought yeah. that was way later in the movie, but it's literally like right away. It's, the first two actors yeah, you see. Scene. Yeah. yeah. The title card even. <laughs> but you so, don't know that. You don't know that that's what they're leading. You're thinking, right, oh, just some right. kind of story yeah. on the outside it's still, of the story. It's still extremely good at what it does for what it does. But I forgot that like early on when they're just driving their, their Winnebago truck van thing through yeah. the mountain pass, that bird and slams into that wall. And when that yeah. when that bird smacks into that fake wall, yeah. uh, that that right there is like, oh no, wait, doesn't that later? That's when he hits it with a motor. You know, in in my yeah. mind, I thought they let way shot. less they they let way less hints happen early yeah, than this, than that. Than this thing I doesn't was, hide anything. You're just you're just finding all the pieces and putting them together as quickly as you can. They definitely do not try to hide nothing. Yeah, they just put it all on display. So I guess it's still a puzzle. Right, like yeah. there's still all yeah, these yeah. ideas of like what's going on, and ultimately you don't know about all these monsters and this underground, you know, ultimate evil they're trying to appease and everything. So <laughs> I, I, I'm jealous of your getting to see this for the first time because it's a really yeah. fun thing to see. It's a good new surprise. It is. Right? It's that it's the fun of the film, and there's this like fun in the making of the film. There's you can see people having fun. Like it's yeah. almost they almost let it come through in the characters. I I kept I once I realized oh this is a black comedy. I yeah. was like I wonder if there's ever going to be a moment, especially when this Fran Kranz guy, uh, <laughs> when he I'll bet I'll bet he lets on. That you know that the actor knows he's in a black comedy, and right. it was mm-hmm. like that was okay. I was okay with them. You know what I mean? With them hamming it up, Bradley mm-hmm. Whitford and Richard Jenkins really pushed the envelope. You know? Yeah. yeah I was funny. curious how you would feel if, like, I I kind of already knew what was going to happen when I for, first saw it. I knew some people already kind of let me know that it was it was different. It was different than what they were necessarily mm-hmm. advertising because if you go in as a true horror aficionado and going oh sweet they're doing an update for you know that cabin in the woods kind of slasher film and then you get this i don't know how long you'd take take you to stop being butthurt to go okay this is a really <laughs> clever idea yeah i don't you know. know i wonder about yeah. that or were there people who are like wait a minute this is like the setup for an evil dead movie even the trap right. door and the freaking thing opening on its own that's yeah. that's ripped right out of that and it was obviously in, in a lot of ways there's an homage going on there but if you're a true yeah you're like a true horror fan mm-hmm. and this right. starts not painting by those numbers and you start to see oh wait there's something it, not just not here. painting by those numbers but fake like uh making fun of those numbers making really. fun of the numbers yeah we're gonna yeah. put yeah. a three over here what do you think <laughs> right. about exactly. that you weirdos <laughs> exactly yeah. No, yeah that's a good point I hadn't really thought about that. Like it's you know, that's the whole point, though, right? And the writing of yeah. you know, regardless of how anyone feels about Joss Whedon these days, his his writing lends really well to this. It's mm-hmm. very um, his you character know, stuff is always really it's good. always been good, yeah. right? Interactive characters, wink, yeah, yeah, a little bit T- of a knowing wink to the audience. Yeah, yeah. whether it's TV like shows, whether it's yeah, whether yeah. it's you know his shows or or like you know the first Avengers movie is really good at that. Mm-hmm. And it shows here. I think this, this movie depends on that working. I don't think yeah. it works without mm-hmm. it. These are great characters. As a matter of fact, sometimes you forget they're playing with the trope so much that it's like, wow, I don't think they showed 
a single booby. You're like, I don't think they showed anything that you would usually expect to see in these horror movies that kind of make them, you know, taboo for a lot of young kids and stuff. But they yeah. did a little bit, but not very much. Most of it was it's, just disgusting stuff. Well, you got it's two a, boobs. It's a rated R movie. And, no, it's still a rated R movie. Uh, Lots of blood. Do. Yeah. And there is nudity. I'm curious. I saw the nudity. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you watch this on Disney it, Plus? Uh, no. Uh, so it was so brief. It was like in it was the woods. Yes. It was in the woods. I Kevin Bacon showed the boobies bacon in the woods. In, okay. Yeah. In Friday the 13th. And we saw. I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Very but, light fair. But at least very, they touched on it. Right. It's like the pheromone yeah. miss. Uh, they're, they're ripping on that whole idea of like, all right, we got to warm right. up the forest. This is where the teenagers go to to die because they're going to go have sex in the woods. And then. Out of the woods is going to come some creature who, by the way, redneck, uh, redneck zombie with a redneck with a chain, basically a chain <laughs> right. weapon with a oh. half a trap on the other end of it. Oh, Good I Lord. love the bear right. trap weapon. That is such a that's a that is a great weapon. Yeah, it was on a awesome. chain that is so cool. That was really yeah, awesome. People in the back. Oh, oh yeah, the, right. I mean, it's got to be you know obviously it's some supernatural thing where the the jaws of the bear trap yeah, open yeah. as he's throwing it so they can close on but whatever it I can, whatever I can feel my true horror fans forgiving a little bit when they brought out that badass weapon and like, all right, okay. Oh, I'll, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Scott, was that your favorite kill in the movie? Um, oh man, I meant to kept, keep better track of favorite kills. I think my favorite kill was probably the unsuspecting scientist standing out in the hallway and that bat thing just <laughs> oh yeah, just goes right through him and the wall yeah something about that cracked me up um the uh it's the uh, uh escape psychopath picking up the lab dude throwing him over the side of the yeah. uh, a second floor railing and the snake eating him before oh, oh yeah God. the, the yeah, tank team uh that snake was a problem. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, All the yeah. other Snakes stuff you usually could, a problem. You could find a way to maybe wipe out the rest of whatever was going on there, but that snake, holy yeah. shit, dude. For your puny it. weapons are no match for a giant snake. Yeah. Bradley Whitford's Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say for me the best uh, kill was uh was I think no actually it was Richard Jenkins because uh he gets he gets jumped by oh, this yeah. creature that has a blowhole in its back. No, that's Whitford. Oh, that that was okay. Bradley Whitford. Yeah, that's, Bradley Whitford. Whitford. Yeah, that's okay. the merman. That, that's, that's the, the merman. That's the merman he'd been talking about the whole. With film. the blowhole yeah. blowing his blood out. That one. Blood yeah. holes. So <laughs> blood hole. Funny. Yeah. I I yeah. paused oh, the movie. I, I I was laughing so hard, <laughs> and I'm all by myself. No one would watch a movie like this with me, <laughs> and I'm all by myself laughing so hard because yeah. they, someone had thought to do creature design where that blows the. Yeah, it was fan freaking test. Richard Jenkins got lucky. He ended up just accidentally walking into her knife or her defense mechanism. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he got yeah. off easy. Yeah. yeah. He slowly died I, in the hallway or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I did Jesse Williams Holden's character, the one that's kind of like the the voice of the conscience is uh, the audience, the audience yeah. connection, right? Yeah, yeah. He was kind of like, oh, I don't know about all this, you guys. This is, is this the right thing to do? And yeah. uh, he just kind of like got eight in a corner. And I was like, oh, well, that was. Well, no, he got stabbed in the car, remember? Got it right through his throat. You talking about Jesse Williams? Oh, I'm sorry. I did say Jesse Williams. You mean I'm Brian sorry. White? You mean Truman? Brian White is talking about right. talking about the guy. Yeah, yeah Truman. The the guy. The Truman they guy. They both have is, dreamy. They both have dreamy eyes. That's all I know. He's <laughs> he's he's this guy. Grab a buck for me. He he is way because he is. You guys are right. He's supposed to be us, right? He's our right. our right. anchor he's in the, in the, the audience film. connection. But yeah. he's also he's also such a trope. 
of this oh, yeah. uh this thing and, and by the way please don't hammer the trope button throughout this entire episode <laughs> this is a movie yeah. about movie tropes right mm-hmm, right and so like we could just we could just anything we're talking about right it's, you can go exactly it. it's a right this is a uh, trope uh, uh trope alert a trope alert free zone because it's every when everything's a trope nothing's i'll a trope. tell you what i'll play one that covers the rest of the trope. episode <laughs> all right he, Brian Brian White's character is a neutral third party, right. which is so weird. Like it's like you just keep wanting him to react, and he never will because that's how that trope works. Right. He, has, right. he is just there to observe and report, basically. Right. Right. And I just love that they kept putting him. He's just standing there. All these weirdos are are partying because they just saw live sex on cam, and he's just standing there like, "What are you people doing?" Yeah, right. it's uh, it's it's such a throw. It's such a, I don't know how to explain this. It's such a like, hey, what if kind of discussion of what if we took all these ideas about these people being killed in a remote cabin and we're still going to make it gnarly, right? It's going to be right. really bloody and violent and uh, all the trappings of she's kind of a she sleeps around. So she's going first and Hemsworth's kind of big right. dumb jock and this other guy's smarter and a little more helpful and. Kristen Connolly looks like the survivor to me, you know, like all of these things, they play those up like they're the movie, but then they do this subversion in the background. It's really smart. And I can't believe they wrote this in like three days, according to trivia. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. That's whole screenplay in like three days. And it said that both Goddard, uh, the director and Joss Whedon were coming off failed projects, which I tried to figure out what yeah. that was and I couldn't. Mm. Um, and they were both just like, oh, we got to do something dumb or fun or whatever. And they, and this is what they came up with. And I think this, that's what inspired this movie is it being so, so brief. They didn't overthink it. They just, they had a kernel of a good idea and then did, just did the improv thing where, and then, and then, and then, and then and three days mm-hmm. later they come out and it's like, oh, this works really well. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think the I think the brevity of it really helped it. The marketing's also, good too. The the poster is so good. Yeah, 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 yeah it really like, is because it's it's vague and yeah. it uh, it you know once you've seen the movie you're like, oh, okay, I see yeah, what they're doing there. Yeah. But before that, you're like, oh man, what are they? They're in some sort of Rubik's cube of a house. Right. Is, yeah. this, is this Hellraiser in the woods? What is all <laughs> Hellraiser like in the woods. <laughs> Hell, oh, it's down. Hellraiser, except instead of pins, he's got saws, and instead of a cube, right. he's got a sphere. sphere. And, yeah, uh, everything, else, like, everything else is the I same. I like those. They obviously Hellraiser fans. Obviously, lots of nods to that series. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, all over the place. A lot of these creatures yeah. and stuff are yeah. old, new, and everything else. But I liked him in particular because I swear, in fact, I texted it to you guys. But he looks like um, Matt Frewer. He looks like <laughs> yeah, yeah, Max yeah, Headroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah Max right. Headroom. Yeah, he really, does. I really could have blades through his face. I could have sworn it. I would have gone if you guys said I mean, yes. Can you I'm, imagine them doing a Matt Frewer film and not letting him talk? Because <laughs> half of half right. of the fun of Matt Frewer is hearing his weird, you know, no, you're right, his weird voice. Yeah. You're yeah, right. But still. You know, yeah. A lot of things, a lot of great things about a lot of these characters, they had them in these cages just with these, you know, these uh, predator stares on their face. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. I want to see him get out because I want to see that shit. Yeah. I want to yeah. see what he's going to do with those blades. I can't wait. But most of the kills at, at the place were just bats and flying shit that you just didn't really yeah. catch. It was just a bunch of CGI. Yeah, stuff. it was kind of chaos in there. But yeah. yeah. Uh, according according to the uh, <laughs> I went down a de- deep uh, uh, rabbit hole with the cabininthewoods.fandom.com. Oh yeah. Um, I already shared with you guys the American ritual consists of the following specific rules and lists all the rules that the, oh, the American version of the rituals. Awesome. The, the rituals are different in different um, countries. Yeah. 
Um, the uh, saw blade head dude, the, the pinhead uh, knockoff, is named Fornicus, Lord of Bondage and Pain, and he's <laughs> one of the. He's, he's a Cenobite. He's, he's a Cenobite. He's listed yeah. on the on the whiteboard. You know, the gambling uh, whiteboard. Uh, nice. Yeah, the gambling whiteboard's a great thing to talk about too. It uh, is, and and Greg Zach is the actor who plays him. Oh. Okay, he had a good look for it. Yes. And I would, I would watch a Fornicus movie. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, yeah. more <laughs> sin- this, it, it'd be such a Cinnabite fest, right? Though I mean, it's just Hellraiser, which I love, but I do love the the design. Is just so beautiful. That's what I'm saying. Do, do something almost. Yeah. I don't know. But it would have to be a full parody, but you could have some fun yeah, with yeah. it. Or just you know, get him out in the sequel or something, which we've been promised for years and has never happened, and I don't know why. Yeah, Randy, you were trying to say something earlier, and I cut you off. Uh, uh, bu- 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 um, words. <laughs> this is so words. much. There's so much here. Uh, I, I, I guess what you were just reminding me of is that not only is this movie about tropes, you know, this movie comes 20 years after Scream, right? So right. they have they have to they have to be different. And it's so not only is it about tropes in a different way, it subverts a bunch of them. There's a lot of times where you have expectations as the viewer and the movie's like, no, we're going to do it the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. And I just really, I just thought that was really fun too. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, oh, the yeah. best example I can think of is when uh, uh, Jesse Williams goes into his room and he's like, Ooh, there's a scary painting. I will take that yeah. down. Yeah. And then he realizes he's going to be able to see uh, Kristen Connolly naked here in a minute. Yeah. Yep. And uh, you're like, okay, so this is the, this is the lurid part of a scary movie, right? With yeah. teenagers, well, teenagers, they're all in their thirties. <laughs> well, they're, they're co- they're, these are college students, right? So that's, oh that's, yeah, that's right. They're college. Because one of them yeah. slept with her college professor. That's yes. right. Yeah, that's right. She's not yeah. a virgin. They're still playing no, older. They're, they're still playing younger, but they're older for sure. Yeah. But, but then um, the movie has him, uh, Holden has Holden go, nope, 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 nope. I'm stopping this right now. This is not going to, I'm not going to allow this to happen. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, subverting the trope. Interesting. Yeah, I wonder yeah. what, and like, it's because the movie knows that you've seen scary movies <laughs> and that it but, doesn't need to. But then to they subverted the right, trope again because you thought Jesse Holden or you thought Jesse Williams' character Holden and Dana, Kristen Connolly's character, were going to be the two survivors. That right. that completely got upended because he's a good guy. You want him to right. succeed, and then he gets right. a thing through the throat. The, and I got to rely on the ones stoner. who are tainted. Yeah, yeah. right. It's, the, well, the, the teenagers that that yeah. sin are the ones who get killed, and he never he never sinned. He was no, a good guy. Right. Good they, guy. That's what it was. They were these kids were actually good, studious kids, mm-hmm. but they were being manipulated into being the tropes. And so the early on they're fighting those tropes because those aren't the characters they're evolving into once they're drugged and manipulated into the situation. Yeah. So, and even, yeah, for, I, even I like uh, Marty, who's, you know, our shaggy in the story. Um, you love him. Uh, he's, yeah. he's, the, yeah. he's our Jason Biggs in this movie. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he, um, he made me laugh a lot. Um, Oh, but yeah. he had Franz, met Franz Kranz. Is that his name? Was his name Franz? Franz Kranz. Yeah, Franz, <laughs> weird. Franz. Francis. Francis. Francis Kranz. Francis Kranz. From Kansas. Um, he has uh, a bong made out of a coffee cup thing. Yes, it's like one yeah. of those collapsible coffee cups. It yeah. just extends to ridiculous. Yeah, I looked this up. Size. So there was trivia in the IMDb as well, but I went to confirm it. It's a thermal coffee mug bong combo. That is fully functional as a mug and a bong if you stretch it out. And the and prototype costs five thousand dollars to make that wow. shit. Wow, that yeah. that changes this character completely. Well, of course, all these kids are super rich, even though they're and driving an old Winnebago. It yeah. is. Yeah. They're still super and rich. what's the point of uh, of making it functional? For you know, as a prop master, why do you need it to be a functional coffee <laughs> mug? I right. don't know. 
I don't know. Because I bet you that was the good 2,000 of that 5,000 was making sure it was uh, uh, liquid, structurally. you know, structurally, integ- right. you know, structural integrity to not let liquid out. Yeah. yeah. That cracked me up, though. Him collapsing that thing. I'm like, oh, my Lord. What it was, was a good gag. It was worth it. It was worth it. Yeah. yeah but he's I good. I want to remind you. Yeah. I want to remind you, this is our third Fran Carons movie. Oh, really? Oh, really? Uh, yeah, we saw him in Matchstick Men, where he played Slacker Boyfriend. I think that's a really oh, funny. Sure. Imagine that that's sure. on your character list. And then uh, we saw him in The Village. Uh, he and Jesse oh. Eisenberg were like the two tw- around 20 years old like guys who were always doing pranks and stuff. Uh, well, he's been typecast. Early- Okay. Oh, yeah, the this, lookout guy, guys. Yeah, there's this yeah. early scene where they're playing a game where you stand with your back to the woods yeah. and see how long you can make it before you freak out. He's one of right. those guys? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Christoph and, Kane. Uh, Crane. Sorry. Back in Dollhouse, you know, obviously Joss Whedon has a, a swimming pool filled with people that he just ladles out into every movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, along with Amy Acker. But uh, he was the tech guy in Dollhouse that made sure all the uh, the dolls performed uh, oh, performed their duties. Dollhouse didn't well, do better, right? I okay. enjoyed Dollhouse. No, Dollhouse yeah, was too. great, but he I forgot he was in that. You're right. He was the nerd. Yeah. He yeah. knew all the shit. He knew all this shit. He plays it well, right? And he plays it hilariously here. He really I love does. that his yeah. drug use uh, counteracts the corporate mind control that they're trying to to do, and ends up ended up ends up destroying the world, right? Yeah, that's the whole thing. He's yeah, he's actually he's actually the harbinger of doom, even though we literally have a harbinger of an doom. actual yeah, an actual yeah. harbinger of doom, right? Well, right. I wouldn't no, go no, up no, there no. if I were you. I just want to <laughs> I want to argue that because the movie makes it really really clear that corporate ineptitude. Oh, is what that's brings the down the whole world. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is the corporate. But, but yeah, he's the harbinger. Uh, he he kind of calls it early on saying that. Because uh, his know, weed was so powerful, exist. man. He could see yeah. past it all. Yeah, it could be basically, yeah, exactly. This is the most pro-weed yeah. film I think we've uh, yeah. seen and, in a long time. Yeah. It doesn't what feature uh, <laughs> Seth Rogen. Right. This, this movie could have steered into that farther, and I'm surprised it didn't because there was this whole office space subplot where – they okay. could have spent a lot of time mm-hmm. making us laugh at people miscommunicating and oh, yeah. misunderstanding what the other department's doing and so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of just like played it like, oh, you know, uh, Japan regularly fails. Really? I that's I, a, that's a concern because they're, they're like, trying to save the world. You know, I, I think yeah. the trope there, and that's what makes that kind of funny. And they almost got rid of all that Japanese style. Uh, oh no, stuff. I love that. I love. Yeah, the it says, it says they almost cut it all. all. That stuff. But their yeah. their whole point there, I think, is at least this is my impression. Maybe I'm wrong, but it was like the reason they keep failing over there is Japanese movie, Japanese horror as a genre, almost always has everyone survive it that matters right so they okay. solve oh, really? it by okay. by surrounding it doing this thing and then getting the spirit into the frog like that is a that sounds like a atypical japanese plot in one of their horror movies right. and so i think they struggle over there because <laughs> the tropes don't work as well like over here we're well, just like well of course that guy's gonna but, die of course that girl's dying next you know like they, and that's but, of course the american opinion of course is right express uh, yeah that's corporate what, uh, Right, right, yeah, and the yeah. thing is, I, I, I think if you look at this from a, this is a, a comedy about like office space, then it's it's saying that the organizers of the stuff in Japan are failing, right, and that's right. just like that's kind of wrong. Like I, I would imagine that you know they are the most, uh, you know, diligent and uh, you know, intelligent and so forth. So it's just it's just a, a weird little part of this movie that yeah. it doesn't steer further into the corporate 
talk. Which is exactly, I think in that, from what I read in the trivia, that was why they were thinking about cutting it. So your, your, your brain's in the right place because they felt like, well, is this just too, is making the audience think too much about what this takes in other places? Why don't we focus here? You know, sometimes it's fun to go bigger. And I think they put in just enough. It was just enough for me to realize, oh, okay, so they're doing this everywhere. This isn't just here. Yeah. And you wouldn't have a bunch of Japanese schoolgirls go to a, uh, a empty cabin in the woods somewhere in Japan because it no, doesn't they, match they're, their they're tropes. Yeah, yeah, and it would be it it, school. It's wraiths and rings and yeah, yeah. weird, you know, weird girl <laughs> down the hall coming at you too fast shit that they like over there. Right. Yeah. Right. Face if apparently they don't they don't like hair covering the face. It really no, freaks them out over there. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> lots and lots of hovering. Yeah, right. lots of lots of hovering. Holy in, shit. In, the hovering. In, in, in hovering. night in night shirts. No thank you, is what the <laughs> night shirts. No thank you. Hospital clothing, yeah. yeah night shirts. Exactly. But that's that's fun to play with those things. Right. I think they did a good job yeah. of it here and and made me made me appreciate it. I, I think this feels like one of those movies that just shouldn't work. Right. Like it just should be a mess. Easily could have failed. Yeah. And then just the right, it's the right writing, the right people, the right timing, maybe the right freedom from the studio. I don't, I don't know what all and, comes into place, but. And one big part is, is the fact that the ritual itself can be super vague and explain a lot. Like you can explain, all right, how, you know, how did we convince these kids that, that uh, Hemsworth has a cousin who has this cabin? Cause that's, you know, I don't know. I don't think, think he's he got even, a cousin. I don't think yeah. he has a cousin. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. get, do you implant right. something there too? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Something yeah. to make them go to this, you know, this place and, and uh, um, all of these things can just be kind of hand waved as yeah, part of the ritual. The the old yeah. gods uh, give us the ability to make some of these things happen exactly the way they happen. So yeah, yeah, I was so. able to explain away everything except for you know where the creatures poop because there was a bunch of creatures. I, just, I still it bothered me. I was like, well, you can't just have like a bunch the, of evil just like in boxes. Build, uh, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. that giant snake. I mean, that giant snake has got to lay some giant poops. Yeah, I think it's all, it's all supernatural. Like you know what what keeps the um, the the ghostly wraith screaming wraith guy yeah inside the, the yeah uh, i think it's just you know it's pin particles basically yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't it's explain the it. of pin particles. they don't have to explain it because oh the ritual because they're the ritual, not gonna it's the ritual yeah, yeah and we've been doing That's this for so long it's in that in that box uh, it's super, uh the, the pin particles but you know what yeah. serves that really well is the nonchalance of the business end of it the the kind yes. of this is business as usual we're taking bets right. everyone's laughing oh my house my cabinets at home like they're acting like it's not any big deal because they've been doing this for hundreds of years, maybe thousands, and yeah. this has just evolved into this. That goes a long way to make you forget about some of those details and not get too hung up on them, right? Yeah. Totally. That's I, the I like how they removed... The from, oh, right. no, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I like how they removed all the religious stuff and just said it was all corporate. You know, if you're going to streamline something, if you're going to mm. streamline murdering people... So society can get past yeah. uh, past those things. That's there you was mean, really an idea. By not actively saying that's the devil down right. there. Yeah, yeah. they're having they're, crosses they're everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, nary a crucifix in sight. Although I did wonder if maybe in the European outfit, right? Yeah, there the were Swedes, all. What were they doing? Right. Maybe they had like uh, vampires, right? It's right. like it's, right. well, yeah. um, or something. the Swedish ritual uh, relies on a natural disaster. Uh, usually, a large volcanic eruption is shown on the monitors that display the progress of foreign rituals oh. using footage somebody's, from the film Dante's Peak. Oh my I, lord! Somebody's been on, somebody's been on <laughs> fandom and they can't get off. <laughs> yes, I told you I that. It. This is I know, fascinating because they, they get a lot of this from the uh, novelization, and yeah. uh, so it's like, oh, there's some other kind of. All right, this is written 
quote unquote yeah. lore stuff. I don't know how much the novelization Oral gets to just play with stuff. Written, yeah. But um, yeah, so the Swedish ritual is a is a parody of the disaster film genre, like the Japanese one is a parody of things like Ringu yeah. and yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, uh, the Argentinian and, ritual is uh, Giant Ape. Oh, uh, plays on okay. giant monster films. Is that a yeah, thing? That would have been fun. And the Spanish ritual is a parody of the gothic horror genre. Oh, nice. <laughs> I was hoping one of the five was African. I think that that might be. Yeah. What do they do with the Danish? Because the Danish have some pretty weird ideas. The Danes. What do the Danes do? <laughs> I don't know. What's <laughs> not listed on the. My finger is stuck in the dam. Oh, the dike. Yeah. No, what is it? I forget. How damn it dike. Anyway. Damn. It's, it's stuck in the damn dike. dike. It's like a finger in the dike. Yeah. Stick. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what he did. That's how he no, no, you're totally right. No, you're totally right. It's just a thing I hear and then I giggle. I can't help it. Yeah, I can't help uh, it. Some other fun trivia here. The thermal, or sorry, I mentioned that. Um, this is this is according to Drew Goddard uh, in some commentary. He says, inspiration for the movie came from his own upbringing in Los Alamos, New Mexico, a place yeah. filled with scientists and coworkers, uh, yeah. all going about their business and living seemingly routine and ordinary lives, even though they were building nukes that could potentially destroy the world. He talks about this in the DVD special features. Uh, I could see that. That's some fun inspiration. Which we all have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like we all have. <laughs> <laughs> we do. Because somebody yeah. said it in. Yeah. I can't remember who it was, though. It's been years. It's been years. Oh, yeah. Whoever, by the way, we never, I haven't heard from him. So I don't know if they're yeah. still around or whatever, but uh, so if you're listening, please tell us. Thank you, though, whoever you are. Oh yeah, God, yes. Yeah. We yeah. finally got finally got to that watch your desk. This tree shipment, right? And that's how I originally um, watched the film was from that DVD. Oh, it was years ago. When I, yeah, when I got it in, I was like, oh, I want to watch this. And so, so wait, did, you didn't so. wait for film sec? Like when somebody sent in no, film sec you, guys, you didn't dude. wait for films. Oh my gosh, shame no. on you. <laughs> Forget you guys. Yeah, you got time for that. Oh, I found the actual notes on Hemsworth. Sorry, beep, beep, beep. This is, this will clear up the time frame. During production, MGM saw the dailies of scenes where Chris Hemsworth instructs oh, like his friends, based on those production dailies. So they're in the middle of producing this film. Uh, they signed him for Red Dawn, 2012. Two days later, good call. While still in production, Hemsworth was chosen to play the lead in Thor, 2011. So he was. This was a big moment, dude. He's out there in his trailer. Knock, knock, yeah. knock. What's that going on? Oh, hey, go. you got the, the yeah. Thor, you got the Thor deal. Cool. Natalie Portman, hubba hubba. All right, let's go. You know, <laughs> I, I bet this story will stick around the whole series. Oh, it kind of came back. Okay. Yeah. It kind of came mm. back. Thor, Natalie. Portman. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. It. How it all came. I'm fine. With yeah. I loved it. I love yeah. they went back to it. I love that. Cause that she was no, arc. she disappeared oh. in, uh, what? Dark, uh, not dark world, but, uh, yeah, the Ragnarok too, right? World on Ragnarok. Yeah. 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 And then came back in the newer one. Yeah. Uh, okay, we have to get this out of the way now because if we don't, uh, I won't be able to read this trivia. Gross. What gross got <laughs> oh. out the most? <laughs> oh, God, that's I mean, so easy for the, me. Yeah, I mean, is it the uh, taxidermy makeout session? 100%. Be. No matter. 100%. Yeah. There's no, there's no, no other how answer. Many times, yeah, yeah, that's gross. No matter, it's mm. disgusting. It even so, so. Here's the trivia that maybe lightens the load a little. But when Jules kisses the blonde girl from New Zealand, kisses the wolf's head in the wall or on the wall, the wolf's tongue. It's an actual yeah. taxidermied wolf, by the way. Really, the I wolf's didn't care. tongue. It didn't matter. The wolf's tongue is covered in powdered sugar to give it a dusty look, but also to make it more toler- tolerable for her to lick it. 
Dude, it grossed me out so bad. That's even worse knowing that she was getting to enjoy. Oh, yeah. Mm, This is good. Mm. Also, why wouldn't you use a fake one? I don't know why the trivia claims it's real. It's probably a lot easier. Just, I mean, if they spend $5,000 making a collapsible bong uh, thermos, I can't imagine how much it would cost to make a fake uh, wolf taxidermy. Just get one, wash it off really good, especially that tongue, and sprinkle some powdered sugar on there. In a very fast paced and relatively short movie, that sequence seemed like it played for 10 minutes. Like yeah, it did. It was yeah. so much close up of this actress kissing this mouth. It, would, of it was supposed teeth. to make you uncomfortable, and it, it did. It really did. Yeah, 100%. It did its job. Hey, something that grossed me out is the fact that I just pet my cat and she had urine on her tail. So give me 10 oh, seconds. I'm going to go wash my hands God. really quick. Oh, that's oh, perfect. That's, that's what you gross want. In the, that's gross in the woods right there, my yep. friend. My oh, my ur- God. Y- a urine tail, my least favorite animated oh, family film. Urine tail. Not a fan. Not a fan Hilarious. of that. But yeah, that's making it. out with that thing is gross. And I don't care you know, who you are and, and how much you block it out of your mind. I know, you know movies are magic. It's fake. I, it's all just whatever but i cannot imagine she was enjoying that. i don't even i don't even care if his stare i don't even care if his sterilized plastic i'm still just being that mouthy with anything seems bad idea especially on a shared set i mean i'd be over there spraying that thing down with alcohol before oh, they hell you yeah. started action you know or yeah, something. surely they surely Listerine. they let, they they always give you the actor the preparation right so it's like right uh, it's like you're gonna you're, you're gonna put this uh this gun in your mouth and they, they give it like you, here's the, here's the prop. You right. clean it how you wish to you. Right. So, you know, like, um, surely they give that. I would hope so. Right? right. They don't just you know shove it in your face and say, God, here, put this Purell your own prop. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cause why would they, I guess, I don't know if I was an actor and they said, Hey, we're putting this gun in your mouth. Uh, Go I'm ahead. I, I would want to be. I would want to be in charge of making sure it was good. Exactly. You For should sure. always be in charge of anything that goes in your mouth. That's that's just a no brainer. <laughs> Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Yeah. I wish we had titles for our films. Yeah, no, right? Because that's <laughs> an amazing clip. There. Somebody isolate that. Mm. But I'm with mm. you. I don't. You know, yes. I, I know yeah. things on movie sets have been different in the past, and people didn't always have you know good conditions to work in, or you know uh, f- fair conditions or whatever. But if you're going to tell me, hey, I need you to make out with that that tongue and that inside of that freaking taxidermy yeah. wolf's head, yeah. mm-hmm. I would go, all right, I, I will need to spend some time with this wolf head. And uh, <laughs> right, I need to, I need to have, I need, I need to have one of those disclaimers where it's like this wolf head has not, uh, you know, left your sight the whole time. Right, yeah. I need to make right, sure. right exactly. Your luggage has been in your control the entire time. Same thing yeah, with yeah, this yeah. damn wolf head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. mm-hmm. I'm taking this wolf head out to lunch first. I'm gonna uh, right. yeah. ask it what its favorite, you know, what it likes to do yeah, on I'd its like days off. Like to get off. to know the wolf head. Yeah, yeah. it's part of my process. It's freaking foul. Um. Another one Was here, it, it says, uh, oh, I already told you guys this. They read the script in three days. I'm not a script writer, all right? I don't know what the process is. Could that mean they just had a quick idea that weekend? And then oh, just, yeah, yes. I'm sure yes. all the hammers, I'm sure they didn't finish hammering everything out. Okay. Like that right. Day, Probably wrote sure. the plot in three days. Screen yeah, play, screenplay took a lot say. longer. And yeah. yeah. Do you think most people work backwards? This is just a weird question about writing that I don't understand. I hear a lot of authors say this, um, with the exception of Stephen King, which might explain why his endings are so bad sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but these authors and, and screenwriters often, you'll hear anyway, a lot of them will start at the end with whatever yes. the resolution is and then build out all their acts stuff and all their big crescendos and character stuff but they always have the end in mind and that sounds hard i don't know how you do that 
Oh, do, write the end first? Don't you do that all the time when I you're writing that would be, comics? No. Because you write the punchline first, right? No, hardly ever. That's what's weird. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I feel like I'm doing it wrong. First. I feel you, like you have to have the, I mean, you've got the punchline in your in your head, though, as far as what it's going to be and stuff, right? Um, it depends. Sometimes when I sit down and do one for, like I did this recent one with a bunch of fish, and they yeah. they did, uh, uh, or the whole point was to make fun of this character named Terry, who's a who's one of those deep sea fishes with a weird light hanging oh, yeah. out in front of him from his yeah, tail, yeah, yeah, and how Archer, distracted he is Archer by fish, it. Whatever that is, yeah. And when I started that one, I had already kind of drawn all the characters, but I wasn't sure how I was going to have them interact. And so right. I don't. I think I'm doing it wrong, and no, I always you're not have doing it wrong. Um, Charles, yeah, everybody's Schultz, got their own process. Yeah, pro- sure. Charles Schultz used to do the same thing. He that's how he said he wrote his. He would just sit down and start, you know, having the characters talk, and mm-hmm. then it would end up wherever naturally. But a lot of writers and cartoonists do write the punchline first and work their way back. Uh, yeah, well, that's just easy. I guess it de- right. So yeah. like we're talking about pantsers versus plotters. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I have always personally, like if I'm writing something, I'm a pantser. I'm, I'm right. like Stephen King. I'm like, there's, there's something here I, I need to start writing and it'll uncover itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But like most writers are surely plotters. How could you end up with a satisfying conclusion? If you didn't plot, yeah, I'm a plotter the, from the end first. Yeah. yeah, I always think of the end first, and then how we got there. So, if anyone out there like, does screenwriting or anything, I'd love to hear, just hear what people's methods are because I I find right. that super interesting and kind of mm-hmm. kind of impenetrable. I don't understand the magic of it and how you do well, it. Well, as a as a comic writer, because you're both an artist and a writer, like do you do you often feel really comfortable that you you know the whole thing before you start, like? I realize a comic is a very, very small amount of writing, but like it's still. It yeah, still let's say it's four. Let's say name. it's four panels. I kind of know when I'm going in. I'm like, all right, I'm going to have these interactions, and they're going to come out to be sort of like this. But the, oftentimes, what'll happen is when I actually get to it, it it will change. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure that's true of a lot of writing, right? Like you're, And I bet yeah. that's the same. I mean, you know, you probably know going into a screenplay, going into a script, uh, this is where I want things to end up, and then as you're writing, you write all these yeah. branches and all these things that like, Oh yeah, it'd be much more effective if for the ending, if they see this first or mm-hmm. this foreshadowing or this other thing here happens. And so I think, you know, you probably know a real skeletal bare bones thing mm-hmm. going in and Spooky, it just, the way you just described that for this October. Yeah. I like that. Um, but then you just flesh it out again. Yeah. Uh, as, as you but that, that's, that's pretty much how most <laughs> like, people would. Some people do it organically, like Randy was saying, with the pantsers, and some people do it uh, you know, with, with yeah, methods. It's like well, our, you know what? It's like a painting or like an illustration a little bit. You start, some people will sketch big shapes and then work their way in. Mm-hmm. And the big yeah. shapes are to represent mm-hmm. your final compositions, you know, your, your negative yeah. spaces and all that. And then you work toward detailing it out and filling it out. But other people, they will start with, a point on the page and just start yeah. building a thing. Call, and it's amazing that, when they're done. I call but, that, I call that doodling. That's why whenever I say I've been doodling, sure. that's what I'm always referring to. It's like, I just put my pencil in this piece of paper. It just wherever the adventure took me to, but that's, mm. I don't consider that my final product usually, but that's just, you know, that's yeah, but that's my point is like, yeah. I can get to the same end result with a big yeah. broad strokes and, and then tightening it up amazing you and get it done and somebody you. else will do it slowly and work from the middle out and it'll be even better and that process couldn't be more different like they're getting now, detailed it, immediately like their detail started with pen one and yeah. mine started after two sketches five erases and now let's go do you do you work mazes backwards or 
like like God He hates me. Scott hates me. Hate that. Didn't he work with just that's a maze. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Let me tell you what I do. I go into a restaurant like a Denny's and they want to bring over like kids' things and there's there's a maze on there. I rump I rump I rumple that up and throw it at the at the server. That's what I do. Good plan. Take your no one placemat and no one's gonna control you like corporate America did in this movie. I don't blame you. We're puppets. We are in the end we're puppets. That's right. Puppets. I'm not going in the basement either. By my the least, way. listen. My least favorite. My least favorite uh, scene in a horror movie is the maze scene in The Shining. Oh, because like it's Shining? a maze. Yeah, so oh, good. Really? I freaking yeah. hate hedge mazes. Ugh, it's very stressful, isn't it? It's very uh, yeah. Least favorite a, part in any Harry Potter film too. They, I don't like that part. I don't like the um, then The Witcher, which is a game I revere and love. Witcher three. Right. There is a yeah. huge sec- segment where I got to do a bunch of shit in a maze. Freaking burn that in a fire. That whole piece of that game. Size? The Atari 2600 game uh, adventure Maze? and that labyrinth. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Now, if you're giving me like a first person sort of, I'm walking. Ooh, I discover a thing. Ooh, this door opens. Right. You know, and I'm, yeah. and I'm making a map yeah. behind me and that sort of thing. I'm fine with that. That's fine. But when it's like, <laughs> when you're like a head a top down and yeah. it's a, that yeah. thing where you're like, well, your eyeballs got to fall. I hate those. I don't know why I hate them. You so know what bad. I don't I freaking hate? You know what I don't think? I don't think a maze is a maze when you can actually just climb over the wall of the maze or walk <laughs> through it. So I'm usually like topiary mazes and stuff like like the head and the shining. I'm like, whatever. Corn yeah. maze. Don't scare me. Yeah. I'm, I'm through your corn maze, brother. I'm coming out. I don't like corn mazes. Don't don't scare me. They just irritate. Me. Right. We're oh, going to uh, yeah. next weekend. We're going to this thing in in Lakewood called Cider Days, and they have uh, what's called a hay bale maze. Oh. And I saw f- a photo of this thing, and it's one level, one layer of hay bales arranged in a maze on the ground. So you basically are just, just walking. You can just over. look around. You just step over it's if you want out of this thing. The, it's a maze on the honor system. I don't care for yes. that. That's exactly. so funny. <laughs> Not a single maze in this movie, by the way, right? Uh, by the way, <laughs> comedy demands that when you're at Cider Days, you post and say we're in Cider Days. Ah, <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> okay. Insider nice. Uh, Love it. Dan, uh, Dunaway, there are no mazes in this movie, but it, it, it implies a, place. Yeah, it implies yeah. mazery, right? Right. Like mazery is on is, is implied. Oh, yeah. They're being corralled, right? Are they, are they puppets or are they people being pushed around in a maze of sorts? Also, I didn't understand how they were. There was another thing that I didn't understand about the movie was at first I thought, oh, they're killing the people and then they're taking that blood uh, and they have like, you know, the, where they got killed was a pool where they could get the blood. Siphon what were the they blood. pushing? They were they were like, yeah, they were dripping the blood down into those uh the monument. Those stone, there's a, the there's a yeah. monument to the five archetypes. Right. Right. And, right. and but, the deal is you have to you have to have the first get bloodied first and the last right. get bloodied last. That's what, the rule. whose blood is that though? Because it's not the blood of the people apparently no, because it's just, you it's just stored. It. Yeah, it's Sym- just stored blood. Symbolic. That, yeah. I know. Oh. You've been on the fandom page for I've sure. Been on the oh, story page. Of it's, um, think, does it say it in here? I think it does. Let's see. It has to be. Uh, it has to be O type negative. Um, and <laughs> here we go. With each death, sacrificial blood must be poured into stone tablets that symbolize the individual's okay. archetype, thus signifying so, their punishment and death. So it's just it's just a, a, a jar of blood that they just anybody's. Yeah, anybody's. anybody's blood. Okay, okay. that okay. makes sense. Right. I thought I also yeah. had the question because they never really made it clear if you know the minute the girl died in the woods and they cranked all that up and the blood came. Right, right. We, the first time we saw that you think i thought yeah. are they pulling it from the ground they got special no, go from the, from the canyon just yeah. 
just to yeah. uh you know cool. you know corporate america is having like a blood drive and they just keep that blood you know that's what's really happening here, just, you know here's what i don't understand though why don't yeah. okay see and this is why this movie's so good it doesn't make you ask this while it's happening but later you start asking questions and my question is if the goal is just to sacrifice them all what right. you do you can do the ruse all the way up to the point that they're at the cabin then a trapdoor opens, all five of them, three of them, four of them, whatever they are, fall down into a tube and slide into that room. And now you there's, off them one at a time in the order it's meant to be. There's, there's oh, red tape, Scott. There's red but tape. But the ritual. They have <laughs> the to ritual. choose. They have to there's choose. red tape. In, in order for the uh, the thing to, <laughs> to be successful, they have to choose an object. They have to choose their death. And that's what. Yeah. I mean, yes. again, it's the hand wavy. It's the thing I said at the beginning. It's, it's like, no, it has to be done this way because dot 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 it right. has to be done this way right the demon yeah. god under the earth's crust demands it with That's the big the hand thing. the guy the one with the yeah. big yeah, hand, the big hand. Yeah, with, like the, with the cool uh like lava look inside his uh, wrist yeah. oh love that that was actually that was pretty weird. rad and the way it ended yeah. was great because it was just like yep that's it you just you kill the final two yeah. and the big hand comes <laughs> out and you're done yeah. no sequel uh none able to be produced you know what else would have really been a problem died. here had this movie been pg-13 which uh at one point they were being pressured to mm. try to do oh, big mistake would have been a huge yeah. mistake would have ruined oh, the film yeah. probably oh, for sure it. because part yeah. of what we need here is those tropes along with adult content and all to carry yes. forward or else it's not the same trope it's more mm-hmm. i don't know it's more like mid-aughts pg-13 horror movies which kind of weren't great you know there were a right. lot of there was a lot of stuff where it was like oh you're gonna go see a scary thing that's no, not that scary it's not that bloody <laughs> it's not that whatever we need like heads coming off we need, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. gnarly moments that uh, we need stick in your head. Some people's backs getting pulled around. Oh my it. gosh, yeah, right. hell right. yeah! Why that guy didn't get like, you know how this this game uh, Dead Before Daylight um, right. is really popular, and they keep adding, you know, they put Nicolas Cage in there for all things. It's crazy, right? <laughs> I don't know why they don't put like, you know, put in that saw blade head guy or put in yeah. this. Um, what was it? Bear well, the, fam- the Buckner family was that what the character's name? Was? <laughs> yeah, they were the Buckners. Yeah, I love that. They made Pac Man uh, fever back in the eighties, and then yeah, they they had uh, in Garcia, (laughs) and they had Garcia patients. Um, And I was yeah, I was trying to follow some of the 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 sub stories too, because somebody put some care to some of that story, like the family. What was the story of patients? Was it mirroring what was going on when patients actually took Sigourney Weaver's character down at the end? Was she just going for any blood, or was she? actually uh, a victim who is actually looking for vengeance because that's what i feel like she was doing she was trying to take off the head of the, of the corporate oh, right she was trying to fix things it was supposed um, to be um somebody else uh jody foster was supposed to be uh, oh it was really gonna was gonna be another that's interesting pick. yeah i like that she fell out for some reason or had to change something and so they got Sigourney. Okay. i think sigourney well, weaver is a great pick you because, never you know, lose out when you get sigourney weaver yeah. especially when you've already got a character named dana and all you can think of is there is no zool only dana yeah right yeah or i'm sorry the other way around no no dana only zool <laughs> <laughs> let's get the let me get the quote right but that's the i like the i like the make. world where dana takes control i like it better right yeah, yeah. yeah. we got a cool it. spinoff uh the ghostbuster <laughs> get out zool i need there someone no zools to, or datas yeah, okay yeah. No, no. <laughs> i need someone to fix the trivia on imdb for this movie okay. it should read jamie lee curtis was considered for the role of director 
oh, the director. That'd be good. As it should also read as well as Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah, I could see, I could see her doing that too. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, the, they, the, she's the well, she's the daughter of horror. She's daughter well, plus of she's, psycho. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Halloween. She's the yeah. fi- she's the final girl yeah. in in one of the. That would have been perfect, Landmark but, but you know, Sigourney yeah. Weaver got some your aliens chops, and you know, it yeah. fits, oh, still fits. But and plus, yeah. she's got an. I I think you know, if you had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis talking off screen, I don't necessarily know that I would definitely pick her out. But God, I can pick out a Sigourney Weaver. Voice yes, in a oh for like, sure. Oh. Like I thought, Scott accidentally played a, a clip from uh, Finding Nemo at the bidding. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah dude. I forgot her <laughs> voice over in. Uh, is it Nemo or the other one? I think it's the other one. Uh, that was Nemo, was, wasn't it? Dory? Was it Nemo? Finding Finding, Dory? It was Finding Dory. It was the sequel. Oh, it was Finding Dory. Is where yeah. we, that's right. Yeah, yeah where they end yeah. up at the aquarium. Yeah, she's around. the aquarium voice. But yeah, it was very similar. I thought the same exact same thing when she was doing her diatribe over the over the mic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Good, it was a good call, and I like her. You know, the older yeah. she gets, the more I like her. It's weird. I don't know what's going on with her, but. I don't think I've ever changed my feelings on Sigourney Weaver. I yeah. think they're always the same. I don't Even know. I was like, watching Avatar. I guess so. Sure. I mean, Avatar is what, two years, two, three years before this? Oh, nine. Right. Something like that. She in the new one? The new Avatar? Never saw it. Uh, she it. is. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes. That's cool. I like her. Her and Jim Cameron, they can't work to not. You should, uh, yeah, prop that up on your on your forty, you know, four K TV and uh, enjoy that. That's yeah, a great, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> enjoy good, that. That's a good oh. use of your uh, <laughs> of your big screen and your audio and everything. That's because, true. Uh, I don't know why we put it off. It's just on Plus, right? Disney Plus, I think. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. I feel God, like I'm it's... such a slacker on the latest technologies. I did, ever since four K came out, I got very excited. Got a four K TV, and honestly, I just went meh. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and all but watching shit on your phone you know whatever right. Get right. it. like the oled stuff looks a lot better i'm, I'm gonna be all david lynch on you on that one it's yeah, not yeah. meant to be watched on a phone yeah don't watch it on a right. phone i have a um uh so our, ours is oled oled and oh, oh good so you got the good stuff yeah and uh yeah. it is really great but there are times where i'm just like all right i could go down there and fire this up there or I can just watch six episodes of this on my iPad in bed, you know, I, man, yeah. I'll tell you, I'm just, I'm, I, I hate, I hate myself. I said I would never grow old and stuck in my ways, but my rear projection, uh, my, my screen project, hundred inch screen projected movie screen i have that's that's mm-hmm. the way i like to watch but it's, a, but it's a uh what dlp or something projector it right? is so it is like a dlp I, 3d yeah. dlp yeah. it's it's you know it's, it's good stuff and i yeah. just i i, I love i wouldn't that. say you're stuck in your ways you just like you like what you like i have a that's certain fine. flavor right yeah. i have a flavor yeah, at least and I like you're it. not watching it on your little 17 inch crt monitor See, that's dumb that's yeah dumb. except you like, watched well, film unless, sack last week that way but sure exactly you don't want to see you don't want to you trust me you do not want to see bull durham on a 4k oled you do not <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't want to see any, anything no. on any of the things well, wait, randy about. randy watched it on the big screen how how yeah, was that yeah. compared that was to great that was, that was a great did transfer. it enhance the experience really do you think, <laughs> think it did so you think so no i didn't I'm I'm just I'm just amazed that we that we judge transfer quality. Yeah. You know, you know, because like it should have been something that was solved like 20 years ago. It should have been something that was solved. And we're still in this place where I regularly hear from a friend like, oh, don't watch the new whatever on HBO. It doesn't look good. You know, wait till we get the AI doing it on its own just hey, real time. something for you yep. thanks thanks ai and then everyone will be mad because they 
they don't like to have a computer control their <laughs> right their favorite movie. I, I fixed know? I fixed Kevin Costner for yeah. Put Sylvester Stallone in the role. You're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I read <laughs> IMDb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, IMDb. That trivia goes away immediately because when when it be, when it becomes possible in real time to just swap out faces and actors and voices anytime right. you want in real time, what's the right. point of having an IMDb Sports. trivia that says these people are almost cast? <laughs> it's like shut up, bitch. She's in there now. In the, yeah. Woo! Right in the old world. Yeah. Right. Um, do you think a spinoff or a sequel is possible at this point? Are we done hoping for oh, that? Absolutely. No. no, I mean, I would no. love to see the Japanese uh, version. But of there's this. no Japan anymore. Like the, the earth, the, the old gods. Oh, have but taken you can over go back. Earth. You could, you can go you back. Can have a prequel. In, yeah, oh, do a prequel. A prequel would be yeah. great, actually. But yeah. then you get, then they'll feel the need to explain a lot of this stuff. And I don't know if I want it more explained than, than it already has been. Kind of, I feel like even yeah. the fandom page is, it does a little bit too much. <laughs> too like, much. Like I almost, I don't really, but I almost regret uh, reading that stuff, but I feel like yeah. it does. Yeah, only something. go to the fandom page if you want to hang out with some hardcore fan people that are going to exactly. be Exactly, pretty much, yeah. I'm yeah, team yeah, gibbet yeah. in this case because the, uh, I, I, you know, we always say, well, more, let's have more. If it was good, let's have more, right? But I, I don't right. know. Yeah. In this case, it feels like a really interesting blip that happened and everyone loved it and it's kind of yeah. legendary. Why... Why? You know, right. where, with, where yeah. do you go? Because right. Evil Dead, uh, the first one and the second one, and then we got into Army of Darkness. And once you get into Army of Darkness, you're like, well, you really can't do any better than this. Why are we doing more stuff? They're still doing more stuff, but man. That new one's crazy. Oh Army of Darkness. I saw that yeah. this year, that thing. If you want to see. You still do it. Yeah. If you want to see a thing that looks like Sam Raimi went back to college. And Ooh, I mean this in a, I I mean this in a good way, like, like that primordial uh he keeps growing dark horror business and he didn't direct it he just produced it but right uh that new that new one is the shit it's good yeah it's real good by the by the way i just wrote down that i wanted to praise Kristen connelly uh she she has a she has a rough role in this movie like it's maybe the hardest to play although tim desarn has a crazy difficult role to play and he does it so well but like Kristen connelly is She's Ellie Kemper, yeah. In this movie, she's, kind of, she totally she's, she's is. The, yeah. She's the straight man. She's the yeah. She's the straight. And she's not. She's not copying. Ellie Kemper wasn't Ellie Kemper yet at when this movie was made. So she's mm-hmm. like, she's just like doing this amazing little thing where she sometimes she looks questioning and sometimes pensive and so on. Mm-hmm. And she's just she just nails it. I, I think she's a wonderful. Yeah, I think yeah. she's perfect for the role. I. I don't know why we don't see i know she's in plenty of things but it's not not stuff i see so i don't know why she's not in more stuff she's just uh-huh. freaking great um yeah. everybody else is fine the new zealand girl's eyes are too close together there i said it <laughs> <laughs> they're just too close they you kind know? of are rude i don't think uh, you should be if you close both your eyes your eyelashes shouldn't touch each other from across the <laughs> nose bridge that's what i'm saying <laughs> i mean she's fine whatever and brian was right uh, Ibit warned me he says try not to not hear her occasional <laughs> new zealand pop in and it happened here and there i know i kind of ruined it for you by telling you oh yeah listen for her new zealand accent right. now you won't be able to unhear it yeah i definitely anna, anna hutchinson anna hutchinson has been toiling in movies after this like she's been making movies called things like vengeance a love story engaged to a psycho killer uh, reputation but, but she's, she's hilarious why is she doing that shit she should be doing some 
comedy man. She, you think she so? starred in she starred in Secrets at the Lake. It's like no. oh, I'm so sorry for this woman. I don't she know. Needs to get out of that. She's hilarious. She I don't know that she. I mean, I don't. She didn't strike me as particularly comedic in this. I mean, she had a couple oh, I, moments. Oh, I that's the point. She's she plays it kind of. She's kind of a good straight man, mm-hmm. but she still has the ability. She's got some pretty good timing and got some really good. Uh, just some great, great facial expressions that make her uh, fun to play off of. I think yeah. she should stick with comedies. Yeah, this is a good cast though. All like, of them. I like. I keep telling you what to do, but I'm just saying. I would like to see more more comedy. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she'll you're, you're uh, my puppet. Send her a text, and she'll we'll see what we can get. You're out not of my her. puppet. Do what you do. Do what you want to do, lady. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, uh, I wrote here. Oh, that's just the same point. I wrote get so much right, hard to crit. I mean, I think I meant criticize. Oh. I um, meant hard to roll a one. I don't have a. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't have a lot of stuff in here where I'm like, well, I wish they would have done that, or I wish this could have gone that way, or this character should have gone whatever. Like I actually loved what's his name on his bike, thinking he was going to jump the ravine and slam it into the oh, Tron wall. Oh, so, yeah, because yeah. we knew it was coming. It's like, oh no. Yeah. Now, who who knows? There's the a big... Tron wall there. Nobody except the bird, and they didn't see that. Right. So that's like based the, on like that the Sto- uh, Stephen King dome or that idea of being in a dome kind of thing. I think the idea was that Para. at some point you cross over into a place that isn't the actual. See, that's the thing. They don't want to ask asking too many questions, but it's like, is this all a mirage? Is that just a construct? You know, where right. where does the edges? But I mean, of this it was video it was taking inspiration from the horror uh, theme of of the dome, right? That's that is a horror theme. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the dome's very different. The dome actually came down and landed and then trapped people in it. I read that book. Um, Yes. And it chopped a cow in half, which was great. It chopped a cow in half, which is great. Yeah, while one of the characters is standing right next to it. And it's invisible, so you can't see it. But suddenly that cow... Right. Just went. And also one of the main also one of the main themes in the Simpsons movie. If you haven't seen that, good job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did they cut a cow <laughs> right, yeah, with the dome. Did they cut a cow <laughs> in half on in that one? I don't remember. Yeah. I remember now. <laughs> I did something. I remember yeah. some, there was something like something happened. Kind of I may be confusing the two. Something. Yeah. something happened there weird, but um the dome's a great book. The TV show is yeah, yeah, not yeah. a great TV show. No. So many Stephen King novels uh, fall yeah. into that description. Uh, yeah. They just should have stopped at season one. It's like they, they said like they, they were, you know, heading towards a, a what it would have been a satisfying ending, I think. And they said, We could probably do another season of this if we'd make a really quick right turn and don't right. go towards the ending. And mm-hmm. that's what they did. And it just you know, sucked. Yeah, you know what's great, great to read? Things what? about Langoliers. No, it's not fun to watch. Langoliers. <laughs> yeah, I feel, the, just, I feel really. the same way about reading things about needful, needful things that are needful. Yeah, yeah needful things. <laughs> things that are actually, needful are so fun to of, read. I actually kind of like huh. that that uh, series. Is that on Hulu uh, that, now? Uh, There's a series. Yeah. Is it that right? The needful things. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Or is the other? No, needful things oh, is a movie, confused. right? Or wait, oh, just a, just a movie. Yeah, Langoliers had one season on Sci-Fi. No, I, nothing. I'm not seeing anything about a needful things uh, series. My biggest problem with Under the Dome was it was made for network television, yes. and they toned yeah. a ton of it back, and yeah, it, right. it would have done... This is like the same year as this, I think. No, 2013. Uh, that, mo- that show would have been a much better take on Netflix or some hardcore HBO totally. remake or something. Yeah. yeah. It's it, like, you know, stuff you see with La Brea and Timeless and... Uh, and other things where it just they have to do too many things to make it fit the network tv formula yeah. um and even when even, they get close know, and it's good like friday night lights and hannibal are yeah. both great examples of this but they all got yeah. cut short because 
Those things don't yeah. last on network TV. So I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Under the Dome, redo it. Get in there, Stephen redo King. I'm go. working on a new adaptation of Under the Dome. <laughs> Man, to get off okay. Twitter. That's a bad okay, person. Okay, so can I just like him, actually. Yeah. Can, <laughs> can I just have a, another moment on Tim Dazarn as the uh, the guy on the outside that you meet before you go into the woods? Uh, oh, the oh, Harbinger. 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 I love that guy. Yeah. 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 Harbinger. Yes, Mordecai, <laughs> right? Mordecai? I think Mordecai. Yeah, Mordecai. Mordecai, yes. That guy's great. Uh, my own speakerphone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, this is a guy with a great agent. He's been in Spider Man and Fight Club and so on. Yeah. And he is just perfect in this movie. When they get to that ridiculous gas station, I was laughing out loud. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and he is just so <laughs> freaking funny to me. Yeah. I'd I wish they'd it. found more use for him in this yeah. movie. It was more good. movies. Um, I remember him from Fight Club, was it? Let's see. Oh, yep. Yep. Red on, red on airline. Yeah. Oh, did you say that? I'm sorry. Oh, I really? That. I, I really too. I just, yeah. I missed it too. Yeah, we all missed it. Sorry. <laughs> what just like, yeah. <laughs> um, what, if a red, air, a red on air light uh, flashes in a forest and nobody's there to hear it, does it make a, <laughs> it didn't does make a, a sound? Cast light? Yeah, does it cast any light? Sorry <laughs> about that. Uh, the other one I, I was thinking recently was, I think Better Call Saul had a one shot or something. Anyway, that dude's face is, there's no way you don't know him. You see him and you go, oh shit, there he is. Mm-hmm. And he's There's great. I love him. More of him, please. Before he yeah. dies, he looks very old. <laughs> do, uh, do you guys want to do some uh, some uh, clips? Did you make clips this week? I did. I did. All right, sweet. I don't want to blow your mind, sweet. but I did. Uh, are we gonna Are we gonna hear naked boobies? Uh, you're not gonna hear them, but you may. Are we gonna hear a husband bulge? <laughs> husband bulge? You forgot about that's such a disgusting thing to think about, isn't it? Ugh. You will actually hear a husband. And bulge. you know, I good. Okay, good. Yeah. That's always open. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. Uh, here goes. Let's start with this one about cabinets. So you want to come over Monday night? I'm gonna pick up some power drills, lubricate my cabinets. We didn't talk enough about how much lubricate my cabinets. Yeah, <laughs> I love him so much. Or not? Oh, he said Bradley, Bradley Whitford. He's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I just wits. love him. His dry wits is so good. I love yeah, him. I think he said liberate, not lubricate. I Did thought he said lube. I mean, I, I, it sounded I like liberate, but I'm pretty sure. But but you don't liberate your cabinets. You lubricate your cabinets. Can we hear it again? Yeah, let's hear it again. So you want to come over Monday? Whoops, on. So you want to come over Monday night? I'm going to pick up some power drills, liberate my cabinets. Liberate, liberate my cabinets. Yeah, liberate. I take the. I guess you wouldn't. The, you wouldn't lubricate your cabinets you, with power drills. Liberate your cabinets <laughs> is uh, just taking the doors off, right? Yeah, you know, he's going to because his wife earlier plan. in the conversation he was talking about how his wife yeah. wants new cabinets and he's got to take the old ones down. So I think it was. I think it was liberating, and, and that's called liberating your cat. I guess I don't watch enough fix it or flip it because uh, <laughs> I think he. Uh, <laughs> never heard the term. It was his own take. He's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna take. It would be like saying, oh, let's see, I'm gonna take. Oh, I got this old Genesis. I'm gonna take a screwdriver to it and liberate it from its RAM or something. I think it's no, like no, no. That. The, the running joke was that they had been baby proofed, right? And so he's just saying he's going to take the doors off. He's going to liberate them from their imprisonment right. by the baby proof. Oh, okay. okay, all right. Well, that makes sense, I guess. Here's a, ref- here's a reference to an old 80s commercial. I don't know who gave you these. Who taught you about these? I learned it from you, okay? <laughs> I learned it from watching you! I wondered how many people got that in theaters. Yeah. Hopefully a lot. Yeah. Good. I know. So good. <laughs> people of a certain age got it, and other yeah. people yeah. are like, wait, why is she so angry so quickly? <laughs> yeah, and why did he laugh after, and what's the deal? That's a really useful clip for, like, TMS. Yeah, it's not bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I learned it from you. All right, here's a big bong thing. Statistical fact... Cops will never pull over a man with a huge bong in his car. Why? 
We're not going to find out, I guess. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, filling in the cracks with concrete. It's filling in the cracks with concrete. I don't remember the reference there. <laughs> I don't either, but it's really funny. Yeah. These He's clips great. are making him into an insufferable character, and I didn't find it that at all while watching. Yeah, if you do it, all, oh. you isolate him, and he gets, uh, you know, yeah. he takes over. Um, in fact, here he it's is again. It's like filling the cracks with concrete, school. <laughs> <laughs> He was totally the shaggy of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Here he is again. You think it's barter gas? <laughs> barter gas. <laughs> he was cracking me up. Oh, yeah. Clearly, I liked him or I wouldn't have recorded him so much. Um, yeah. All right, here's that guy we were just talking about, Tim Desarn, getting pissed. Well, I've been here since the war. Which war? You know damn well which war. Damn, dude. You know damn is. well which war. I mean, what do you think he meant? Probably Vietnam. Vietnam. Uh, uh, yeah. For 2013? Our, yeah. Yeah. yeah, probably Vietnam. At the age he was. Yeah. Uh, pioneered something. Here's this. It was pioneer days. People had to make their own interrogation rooms. He <laughs> <laughs> uh, made yeah, me laugh. I, I, me too. Like after the war, there was a bunch of war talk. Which war were you in? The Civil War? You know, they were just like, mm -hmm. that guy just is nothing but jokes. Yeah, it's all jokes. Yeah. Here's a gross one. Uh, is this him though? I'm not sure it's him, but here's a, here's what I wrote. I wrote gross joke. So enjoy. Do we pipe it in or do you want to do it orally? Oh, ask me that again, only slower. You're a pig. <laughs> oh yeah. Freaking. Uh, I love Amy Acker. She's great, so dude. Funny. She is great. Put her in everything. Well, I guess Joss Whedon does, but put her in everything else too. Yeah. Unfortunately, somebody put her in that, that horrible X-Men, uh, Fox TV show called Gifted, and uh, oh, that thing had so many problems. Yeah, that was a poopski show. Yeah, never to be thought of again. Hopefully, um, lambs. What? Well, here's this. The lambs have passed to the gate. Oh yeah, him. He's doing his thing. <laughs> he starts guy. getting dark. Yeah. It's yeah. so good. And here's where I laughed out loud because this is just too good. I'm still on speakerphone, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still on speakerphone. <laughs> they did a good job of that stuff, like because he's clearly yeah. he loves being that soothsaying. Don't go up there if I were you. Totally, the, yeah. whatever. But then they're just dicking with him at the corporate. I love it. Uh, gross. I wrote. I want to understand the glory of the pain, like Matthew, but cutting the flesh makes him have a husband's bulge, and I do not get <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> A husband's bulge. A husband's bulge. That's too good. Uh, if okay. your husband, husband's bulge lasts for four hours or more, <laughs> insult a doctor. Now, in some ways, this movie's way ahead of its time because they did a line that I thought only kids use today. And I'll play it and then we'll talk about it. So here it is. The Buckner's pulled a W. The Buckner's pulled a W. This is what they do now. Oh, it's all L's yeah. and W's. Yeah. You notice this? Oh, it's yeah. been around. It's been around. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like, like now. I've, I've known it for a long time. Yeah, it feels like it's way bigger now. Like it's all just that. getting yeah. used a lot more now. Sure. Yeah. yeah, teenagers, man, it's what they do. Uh, all right. Yes, something about zombies. I had zombies too. Yes, you did. Yes, you had zombies. <laughs> <laughs> that poor girl. She didn't understand the assignment, the rules. Yeah. Uh, this is a great name for something. Why is Jules suddenly a celebutard? What is a celebutard? Like, uh, it's, I mean, you, it's basically celebrity paired oh, with celebrity the word that we don't anything? say. The R yeah, word, like, yeah. yeah. it's like Paris R -word. Hilton like was. The Kardashians. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But why did they say yeah, that about okay. her? Because she was dancing? 
That that's why? the way she was acting because she was acting like she was an airhead, right? Okay. That's the way of yeah. basically saying she's an yeah. airhead. But that was artificial. Some of that's artificial, right? She was getting pheromone. Yeah, yeah all of it was artificial, in, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess so. Uh, this part made me laugh too, where she gets cold outside. I'm chilly. <laughs> they were all wow. hoping for sexy time and she was cold yeah yeah uh pheromone mist we played this earlier engaging pheromone mists uh, what have you been up to gotta dismember that guy with the trowel what have you been up to it's <laughs> pretty good and finally how you do sacrifice you tie someone to a stone get a fancy dagger and a bunch of robes yeah he's not wrong <laughs> he's not wrong it's just funny how yeah you do isolate him out and he seems horrible but yeah. in context of the film he's great he's great he made the film better in my opinion now now this whoops not oh, that's not it i'm on the wrong thing hold on there we go The film sack checklist. A long tradition begins now. Bloody blowhole? Check. Oh, yeah. Richard Jenkins is a potty mouth? Check. Mm-hmm. Boy. Boy, is he. Yeah. Um, and see, had they known where Hemsworth was going to be in a year, they might have kept him around instead of the stoner dude? Check. Mm-hmm. Uh, Star Trek Connections, obvious one, George Kirk, but what else is there, Randy? Got any other... Yeah, we got, got a couple other little things going on here, you know, just proving proving our point that there's always a connection, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, Dan Payne, who uh, is briefly the Matthew Buckner character in the, I don't know, historical flashback or what have you, uh, uh, was in Star Trek Beyond. Um, we also, by the way, saw Dan Payne before on Watchmen. Mm. Uh, mm. Bit, bit role in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Tim Dazarn, our grizzled weirdo. Uh, Mordecai in this movie, he mm-hmm. was in uh, several different uh, Star Trek episodes. He was in an episode of The Next Generation, an episode of Deep Space Nine, an episode of Voyager. The guy makes a good alien, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we also saw him previously on God in 60 Seconds. Did you, did you know? Oh, I don't remember the role in that movie. Did. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to call out a, a dialogue editor here because I just yeah. think this is such an interesting career. Um, you know, someone who sits and puts together dialogue and, and edits it so that it you're hearing it exactly when you see it and so forth. There's a guy named Mike Zachmeister. Yeah, Mike Zachmeister. Zachmeister, that's his actual name. And he did the, the dialogue editing on this movie, and he also was the dialogue editor for First Contact, Insurrection, and Nemesis, right? Hmm. The the TNG trio. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, I think that's just a really cool thing. And by the way, he was also the dialogue editor for like seven other uh, film sack films, hard oh. rain paycheck tank oh. girl, the Italian job. This guy, like he's a really serious dialogue editor. Yeah. He gets mm. around, man. I'm going to, um, uh, he sounds like, Hey, who, who's bringing the beer dude to the party? That's great. Oh my gosh. He just invoked. What's his name? And I can't, I hate him. Uh, all right. Um, moving on. What, um, Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Okay, can't stand you him. can hate him. Drives me nuts. Aww. Have you, you ever you seen, ever, were you ever supposed to love him? I mean, have you ever he, seen a movie you liked with him in it? Name one. Well, no, he's, no, he's he is who he is. Yeah, he definitely yeah, is he, who he is. It's not like he came in swinging one thing and then started swinging something else. Nope, he's always been. I like his daughter's singing voice. She's really good. What's her name? Um, 
Uh, yeah, to uh, ta- L. King. L. King. She's X's really, and O's. She's so good. Really yeah. talented. Yeah. Thanksgiving at that house. Um, all right. Let's move on to uh, soundtrack grade. I give it a G for great for what it needs to be. It is a combination of horror music and I don't know, just all fit. Didn't didn't have a problem with it. Didn't stand out, but you know, wasn't wasn't in the movie's way, which is nice. Yeah. Uh, let's get to that social media post where you guys sum things up. We're going to limit you to 280 characters. That's the rule. And we're going to start this How week. arbitrary. I know, right? I just don't know where it came from. We'll also be arbitrary about choosing who goes first. And we'll start with Randy. The cabin in the woods. Roses are red. Violets are purple. Because to me, that color looks purple, not blue. Mm. Hey, we got to see one naked lady, though. So I'm good. Yeah. How about you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it meets the, meets the requisite uh, one naked lady R rating. Perfect. Yep. That's right. Exactly. Yep. And that is what it is now, right? You can do the naked. If you've got a topless lady, you're going to go R. But you can do like two F-bombs before you're R now. I think, right. and you can kill and a lot of stuff. It's always been it's always been kind of fluid because the the rating board they make those decisions. It's kind of like a judgment uh-huh. call. Yeah. yeah, but I just remember like what was it, Clash of the Titans when we were younger? I think we even did that oh, movie yeah. here. Yeah, um, that had boobs, but boobs multiple had boobs and butts. Quick, yeah, and then it yeah. was P. So, that shit so was PG man butts and transformative penises. Yeah, so when PG thirteen, Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet, I think shows like. Uh, <laughs> Something even more, you know, blue in these days. And yeah, uh, I think it's, yeah. With the fuzzy uh, Virginia is what you get there. That's right. Fuzzy Virginia. Exactly. But, I, but the thing I'm is, like, I'm when, uncomfortable. When PG-13 came along, <laughs> I thought PG-13 would carry forward and that would be the new, oh, that's where you can do two boobs in a butt. But no, right. that stopped. It's like PG, PG-13, no boobs. It's got to be R. And I don't know when that... Ch- I mean, I'm sure I could go back and watch that movie, that MPAA movie, and find out when this switched. Yeah. But yeah. when did we become... We're, we're totally... Let's have a big bloody mess. Let's go ahead and oh, swear yeah. a lot. Us but let's American not see a boob. violence, but don't show us any boobies or <laughs> right. nudity. No, yeah. sir. I thought a lot about how easily you could make Oppenheimer a PG-13 movie. Like, mm-hmm. it would take very little editing to make it a PG-13 movie. And then, like, I'll bet you there's a bunch of teachers in, in high schools that would show that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know? yeah. Right? Absolutely. But uh, my understanding is there's a, some kind of gnarly sex scene or something with Florence Pugh and uh, Jim Bob. Pew, pew. I don't know. I still <laughs> haven't seen it, yeah. so I don't yeah. know. Yeah. There, There is some steamy, sexy sex. It is, yeah. Oh, and it's close up. And if you see it in IMAX, it's huge. But uh, they're huge. I don't know if they gotta, rate it based on that, but that's interesting. you got to love a huge pudenda. you got to love a huge. <laughs> Big pudenda. <laughs> huge. All right. Nicely said. Let's move now to uh, the alternate titles, okay? This was just handed to me. This is great. Uh, here are what the alternate titles were. It was almost called Pinhead Sue's Soft Face for Copyright Infringement, but they took that one out and decided instead with The Adventure of Dr. Unicorn Guts. Ibit, do you feel attacked? <laughs> yes, a little bit. A little yeah. bit. I feel yeah, attacked. I feel right. attacked. Yeah. Uh, I, feel feel, I feel a little attacked. Usually he just forgets you. I but know. No, today, no. Oh, did I forget both of you? Shit. Right past Meredith. Randy's that, apparently my, was good enough. Is this how it feels every week? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That was not. Now you know how, you know, why I don't like being on this side of the. I had my pillow every Sunday night. How broken is Scott's brain on a Sunday morning? I think Scott needs a real checklist. Yeah, let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. The, 
dog, frog, <laughs> barrel, chicken. What, what is the, the thing they made Trump do? What is it called? The uh, the oh the uh, cognitive <laughs> whatever. This uh, the uh, the uh, the cognitive test. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Radio, social media posts, chicken, people. fart face, right. people, computer. Yeah. Uh, let's go back. Now let's go back in time and do Brian Dunaway's thing. Oh, oh, do I get to do one today? Yeah, you do. Sweet the cabin in the woods. Like making out with a moose wolf's head mounted on the wall of the cabin on a dare while high on piped in horny mist. Careful. You might end up with a husband's bulge. Hashtag don't do drugs. <laughs> horny mist. Nicely done. Mm-hmm. Horny mist. Uh, finally, Brian Ibbett. The Cabin in the Woods. For our next ritual, we'll sacrifice a brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal, and it'll be detention in the woods. Nah. <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought it might be uh, like Donkey Cabin Kong Club. Country or something. Oh, I like that. <laughs> what? I like we'll that. Satis- we'll sacrifice a plumber, a Donkey Kong. Oh, gotcha. Okay. A princess. Yeah, those are all the Mario tropes. I was, I was going Breakfast Club, Randy. Come that, on. That's I, know. I was going I, with I got you. Club. I got you. <laughs> Uh, here, what do we have now? Aren't oh, you guys have... glad you you went back for that one? I'm like, really glad we did. <laughs> we could have yeah, let Scott just keep going. Yeah, really. I'm glad we went back. No, that's good. This is like a prequel. <laughs> they didn't need more explanation. It's fantastic. Right. <laughs> uh, let's do some emails and texts here. We got an email from Retlaw7. See him all the time in our chat yeah. and other places. Walter backwards. Yep. <laughs> he says, ever going to do Temple of Doom? Screaming, nagging lady who's the only woman in the film. Short round, dirty open heart surgery, swashbuckling. Yes, What's not to like? I know Scott uh, kind of holds Indiana Jones as sacred untouchables, but I was watching them. Oh. That's not true, actually. For the first time with my nine-year-old, and I got to say they're pretty ripe for sacking. Love the show, bro. Retlaw. I mean, we did. We just did. Especially, too. We did. Obviously. You watched, I mean, that was an easy. Yeah, yeah. You watched Temple of Doom with your nine-year-old. Wow. I'm yeah, just like that's intense. shocked. I love I love oof. Temple of Doom. Watched it recently. We just did on Film Sack uh, the third one, uh, yeah, Final yeah. Crusade or Last Crusade. And, or didn't game. we? Or did we? Or did I just watch we... that on my own? Shit. You might have watched it on, yeah, you watched it on your I own. Quit oh, we we haven't done any Indiana Jones. No, movie. we did Crystal Skull for Film Sack. I thought you were talking about the last, last one you watched. Hold on. I'm not, I have you watched Dial of Destiny? I have not seen Dial of Destiny. Like no. early on. Okay. Um, hold on. I Indiana love Jones. Yeah, we've not. Yeah, I really liked it too. We've what? not. Wait, you totally did Crystal Skull. Are you we kidding me? We have not done yes. Crystal Skull. Yes, we. No, we did Dark Crystal. Yes, we did. Indiana Jones yes. and the Crystal Skull. Yes. Okay. God, I, I thought I was drunk. We've, I just remember us talking about the CGI beaver or prairie dogs at the beginning. No. I feel really strongly like we sacked. Uh, Last Crusade. Last Crusade. I'm pretty no. sure we. Uh, I'm pretty sure we did. Last Crusade. We didn't do have it. We just talked about it that much. I guess yeah. so. I have no. I, I don't sacred cow any of this. I'm happy to watch any of them. So let's mm, do it. Sacred cow. I don't I care. Mean, uh, it feels like once now that we've done Crystal Skull, the next the next easy Temple target would be Temple of Doom. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I love Temple of Doom, so I'm an unapologetic fan of the entire series. But we series, know that except Temple of Skull. Doom isn't the best one, so we don't mind second that. Come on. Yeah, it's not the best, but it's not as bad as everyone says. I enjoy yeah. it. I like yeah. it a lot. That and I think good. I actually I know, think we'll Short to wait, Round... We'll have to wait until we second to find out if it's Back in the good. day, people thought Short Round was a liability to that movie. I think he is a strength of it. I think the mm-hmm. movie's better for it. Because his yeah. nice little uh, performance. Anyway, the point is, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy to do whatever. Uh, but this did bring up something in my head. I wanted to ask this question. For me, 100% the most sure I've ever been that we haven't sacked a movie that we did sack came up recently with, um, oh, shoot, uh, Smokey Bro. the Bandit. Oh. I was sure. Mm-hmm. 
with my whole body and <laughs> mind that we had never sacked Smokey and the Bandit. We and have. That was Film Sack 95. Yeah. And and have you also had the experience of then listening to it, being sure you didn't No, but I should. It? I'm kind of scared to do that. <laughs> it's kind of scary, right? It's like, like It's like watching a video that you don't remember. I don't remember ever being right. uh, doing this I thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah. So I don't even know if I want to do that. But is there one for you guys where you were just like, I know we've done, we haven't done that, but we have done it. Not ones that we, we want to do or thought we've done, but ones that we – Absolutely did, but you don't remember every, it. every week. Every week, <laughs> every yeah, week. For me, it's it's way more the the vice versa. Being sure that we've done something that we really haven't done. Uh, there's very few that I can I can't think of any that you could say uh, we did and I don't remember doing. Yeah, I just it's I guess it's the other way. Same for same me, problem it's just all flipped. the time. Almost yeah. every day of my life, I'm like, <laughs> and, and like, and when I go and listen, I just listen to the first few minutes. I'm always yeah. amazed. It's such a surreal feeling. Like huh. my most recent one was Lethal Weapon Two. I kind of knew we sacked it, but I didn't remember a word. Like I oh, didn't remember God. anything about Lethal Weapon Two. <laughs> I so, remember that I watched the wrong Lethal Weapon. Oh yeah, yeah. Weapon yeah two, guess right. what? We've done Lethal Weapon One, but only one of us did <laughs> for that <Yeah>. week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We can count yeah. it, so but six hundred and twenty-one movies—it's a lot, man. It's a lot. That was yeah. FilmSack ninety-nine, by the way, and I guess I was already oh. so excited about FilmSack one hundred that I just kind of like lost it in my, Film you know, my reckoning. Yeah. So then I'm like listening to the first few minutes of our Lethal Weapon two episode, and I'm like, this is surreal. That sounds like me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Isn't that yeah. weird? And it, well, also when you go back that long, you go back to like the pre one hundred. Uh, days we all have a higher voice it's weird we do yeah, we all yeah. sound it's younger. Like, this is ai right yeah. i'm not listening to a real thing this is I, a- was, I was 120 pounds heavier so everything i was like and then <laughs> <laughs> i can kind of hear it a little bit like you have a different resonance it's kind of like the new the new post malone album sounds different than his last yeah. one because he lost all this weight yep. before making the new yep. one yep. you can hear it a little bit but in yep. my case I'm I'm so happy young. that I've gotten lower. I don't want to be higher. Higher right. sucks. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. So hey, you guys, it was time to do film sack. <laughs> yeah, it used to sound to <laughs> us. Know. Yeah. So we sound room- like uh, the the fake uh, Scott Fletcher voice. The yeah. Bull Durham. Bull Durham. Real quick, Crawl uh, is getting. I don't know if you guys heard. They're making. They're remaking Crawl, and if that happens, uh, we're, we we got to do some shit around that because that's our first oh, episode. For sure. Yeah. yeah, that's our first mm-hmm. ever. Can yeah. you imagine though a remade crawl? That just seems insane to me that they're even talking about it. I'm but they are. Uh, let's get to this text. This is from Tom, not our Tom, different Tom. I have the perfect little music parody album uh, for Brian. So this is for Brian Ibbett's uh, songs. Mm-hmm. He says it should be yep. called Original Motion Picture Sound Sax. Oh. Sound Sax. That's where <laughs> you know sax. it. Right yeah, here. Sound it. Sax. Yes. It's not bad. Origin- no, it's good. Yeah, it's not bad at all. I Original like Motion Picture Sound Sax. Uh, one final one from it's a Jeff. Long, but you know. sure, <laughs> it's a little wordy, isn't it? A it's little a little bit. wordy, but I can I can go with that. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Smith wrote in, says hello, film sack. This is Jeff Smith, not of Bone fame. I oh, want to. Yeah. Oh, and that guy's reco- uh, speaking of Jeff Bone, the the cartoonist. Yeah. He's recovering from yeah. his heart attack, and it looks like he's going to yes. be okay. So oh, good, good okay. news on wow. that front. Uh, he says, I just want to mention something funny Scott said in the Flash episode. I think he meant to refer to the actress as Wish Te- Tessa Thompson. 
like you ordered her from Wish. Oh, from Wish. Um, oh, yeah. And she is not quite the same quality. Said? But Scott called her Make-A-Wish, Tessa Thompson. Make-A-Wish. As, oh. if, <laughs> as if she was given a role in the movie because she was terminally ill. Thanks for the laughs. Good idea. <laughs> intentional or unintentional. Um, yeah, Jeff, I did mean that. So thank you for noticing. I didn't mean I didn't mean that she got her dying wish to be on the <laughs> cast of the thing, but she did remind me a lot of that girl in the flash. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Before I get out of here, a quick note about Patreon. We got a brand new guy this week. His name is Dan Geezer or geyser i don't know how you say it maybe change it to zach meister zach my dan zach meister uh he joined us on our patreon yep exactly patreon.com slash film sack is where he joined you'll never get commercials you'll get pre-show content every week monthly host specials movie art in the mail some other cool stuff who's doing the special this month who's not no it's randy deluxe randy deluxe so that'll be very soon uh sometime this month but also go back if you did it now you can get all the previous ones like none of that stuff goes away it will stay there in perpetuity but only if you're a patron so sign up today patreon.com slash film sack and show your support to your favorite film based show today our next film will be the conjuring from 2013 let's get some ghosty house bullshit going i can't wait it's gonna this be feels fun. like it's gonna scare the crap out of me yeah, yeah i mean i've yeah, seen it but good. it's uh, i think it scared the crap out of me the first time i saw it so it's got that All vera right, farmiga you got your uh yeah. patrick, wilson. patrick wilson patrick wilson l man yeah and i'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. didn't this kick off the career of uh director james wan is it no no no, no. he he directed saw like the first saw oh that's movie. what it was and that's oh, right that's where we get him that's right. James Wan went on to do all kinds of cool shit, didn't he? He did a MCU. Oh no, Aquaman, uh, Furious Seven, one of the best Fast and Furious movies. Uh, he's great. Oh, and the Nun Two. He just finished. Oh yeah, I gotta watch the I Nun Two. I yeah. think Furious Seven might be my favorite Fast and Furious movie. It's real good. Mm. I need to think about that. Yeah. You know, that's like, it is. It's real good. <laughs> that's I believe a good you. question. Randy. I think I've only seen like two of them. The one we watched here, and then Tokyo Nights or Tokyo Drift. Drift. He executive produced Tokyo that Nights. Swamp Thing. That <laughs> Swamp Thing series that didn't last very long. That was really good. He was he was executive producer on that. Anyway, we like that guy. Is the point? Sure. And uh, the Conjuring universe has spun off a bunch of stuff like that. Annabelle oh, yeah. spinoff. Insidious is isn't that a spinoff of the Conjuring? I think in the same universe or something universe. like that. Yeah. And then. Did he do Saw 10? Oh, just producer, not directing. Saw X. Yeah, Saw X, which is Ox. getting good reviews. Uh, Kevin Grutert. Grutert. And uh, it looks like Scott Summers on the front with some kind of broken eyeball thing. I've, I've never seen The Conjuring yet. Uh, oh, I have, I have I definitely didn't. seen the movie poster many, 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 many times because it's got this funny-shaped tree and a noose hanging from it, and it always makes me stop and go, Hey, what what do you know with that rope? Right. What, what are you going to do there? Yeah. I'm of the opinion that all good uh the better let's see, the more your horror movie is set in the 70s, the more scary the game is or the yes, game the movie is. For sure. That's a it's an uncomfortable decade for whatever reason. Yeah. Can't even put my finger on why. It's just I lived through a chunk of it. MG we all did. Crisis, Vietnam, yeah, what's the deal? I guess so. What Part more? of it is like there's technology, you know but it's well. all analog. So it's you can't fake through phone stuff or internet things. It's just still scary. I don't know. And there were all the serial killers in the 70s. That's when those guys thrived. 
Oh, serial yeah. killers were awesome yeah. during the second. They, they loved it. a moment. Yeah, because they yeah. could get away with it in a way that you couldn't do today. And That's, DNA right, was they new. They got notoriety. Like, and now, if you're a serial killer, you you know the the deaths are talked about, but you're not given any sort of credit on the news to dissuade people from doing it for the for the attention. Yeah, definitely more now like that. But like watching what's uh, Mine Hunter is a great example of this. It's like could that that show would be no would not be nearly as good if it was set now. Like you got to put this shit in the seventies, so that's why we're excited. The Conjuring, the seventies edition, uh, that's coming next week, twenty thirteen. So where is that? Max probably because that's where everything is right now. Yep, that's okay. we are we are stuck on Max for a long time. We're Every stuck week we're on Max. On Max, Max, Max is stuck, is stuck on, on me. You. <laughs> I was gonna go. I was gonna go. Huey Lewis in the news, but I like the band aid direction. <laughs> I think that's good too. That's yeah. pretty good. Uh, well, I would like to tell people in the meantime before next week, uh, please enjoy this this short Sacktober season that we're going to have because it's the most fun we have all year, and we hope you have fun sure. with us. Uh, in the meantime, go to filmsack.com for all the stuff you might need. Leave us reviews where you get your shows. That's it. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Engaging pheromone mists. <laughs> oh, I'm horny. <laughs> Get more at frogpants.com. You think it's barter gas?